Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the debut, the featurette, the premiere of the Reject or Recall podcast. I am your host, Scott Anthony Christie, where we are going to be talking about things all to do with the art industry, whether it be theatre, film, radio, voiceover, backstage. It doesn't matter, because I know whatever profession you work in, we all have that little pet peeve that just drives us insane. And who better to start off this podcast with me than my good friend, fellow actor, fellow writer, Equality Productions co-director, Mark James. How are you doing, Mark? Uh, Very well, Scott. Very thankful to be here and looking forward to having more fun dissecting this reject recall that you just invented. Yes, and it's not anything like that show, Room 101, which does not exist. And of course, this will be the first ever time that we do this, because we have never talked about this before, have we, Mark? I don't even remember what I did five minutes ago, never mind what happened last week or whatever. Yeah, because technical difficulties definitely are not a thing on this show. We've got to have technical, 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 technical difficulties, it's fine. It's like you're being auto-tuned. Don't know, you'll start sounding like Cher. Before we actually get into the main portion of the show, I just want to give like a little icebreaker for the audience. So this is a quick round of Would You Rather. So I'm going to say two things, and then you are going to tell me which of these you would prefer. Would you rather tea or coffee? Definitely coffee. I do drink it a lot, but I do love my tea as well. So every now and again, I'll have a cheeky tea, but mainly I will always have a coffee. Summer or winter? This one's a double-edged sword for me, because I like the warmness of the winter, but what... Well, the... Yeah, that didn't work, did the it? The <laughs> warmness of the winter. Well, you you wrap up quite well, so you don't feel any cold. No, 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 it's shield it. you still got some hair, so that's the thing that keeps you warm all year round, <laughs> whereas I'm always cold, even in the summer. Complain all you want, at least you got hair. <laughs> <laughs> what I meant was, uh, the summer, I like the warmness of it, but when it comes to heat waves, it's impossible to get cool. Whereas winter, you could just wrap it warm. I'll always go more winter than I would summer in that retrospect, but I do love the beach. <laughs> there we go. Pubs or nightclubs? Pubs. Batman or Superman? Batman. Plays or musicals? Depends on the play, depends on the musical, but if I was to go to something, I'd probably go more plays. Because I, I, I do like a good serious performance. There we go. And last one, nice and light, not a difficult one at all. Cake or death? Well, it's obviously going to be death, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I gotta have cake. Gotta get an Eddie Izzard reference on you. We are basically going to be doing our own format of Room 101, but more focused for people in the arts. So you could be an actor, you could be a writer, director, backstage member of staff, editor, cameraman, and I am going to have my guest, which is today Mark, give what he wants to reject from this metaphorical audition. Does that make sense to you, Mark? Yes, it does. It's going to be quite weird for us being on an audition panel, isn't it? Because usually we're the ones getting rejected. Well, women, auditions, what's the difference? (laughs) (laughs) Our auditions are open. Mark, what is the first thing that is auditioning for us today and why do you want to reject it? Well, the first thing auditioning is divas. Oh, darling, (laughs) please go on. Oh yes, I can't stand divas. They make it all about them, whereas it's all about the entire production, especially with theatre and stuff like that, and even film. How many stories have you had of like film stars being absolute pricks? Be proud of what you can do, and but be humble about it. Don't 
don't be a complete twat. It's not about you, it's about everyone else. Like, everyone on this production is putting their all into it, from the sound man to the bloody person sweeping the stage. So, always have that kind of perspective. So that kind of attitude doesn't fly with me. I always, most people we've worked with have been lovely, haven't they? They've always had a decent attitude. And we, I think we kind of conducted that when we did auditions as well, didn't we? Totally agree with you there. Like every time we've done one of our short films with the quality productions, every actor that we've worked with, I feel has always conducted themselves well and brought like a good positive mindset to the set, regardless of what sort of day they're having. Now, I know there are some days where people do have negative spells and they can throw out at people and sometimes they don't mean to but again we don't know the full situation of what's going on with that person but if you are being one of these pro-typical divas who just like throws a tantrum just because you don't get your way or the costume isn't the way you want it to be or you think oh this shouldn't be in the script because it doesn't make sense to me why are you complaining about that you're the actor and your job is to portray that story to the best of your ability with the help of the director. Yeah, shut up, do what you, what's expected of you, and get on with the job. Are there any stories you can think of at the top of your head? Like anyone acting diva-ish, like on a production you've done, or anything that you've worked on further afield? Yeah, there was one person I worked with with Eminem Productions. He was the tour manager. It was actually my first ever tour. And mm -hmm. you could tell by the way he looked, the way he conducted himself yeah, the way he conducted himself like everything was about him it wasn't about the team or anything like that he was like as long as i look great nothing else matters and it really grinded my gears on that one come on mate we're all working our asses off here we're all sweating get some perspective like especially on a small scale show like that and there was only four members in the cast if i recall yes only four of us and literally i I felt like I was a one-man show because I literally had most of the scene changes and most of the bloody light and sound cues. So I was just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, you're breaking your back for this production and then you've got someone like this just prancing about and making it all about them. And it's not a team effort that way. Yeah, and then he has the cheek that's at the end of the show to tell you how shit you're being. I was like, oh, thank you. One of my notes, actually, was uh, I was doing the sound cue, and he came up behind me, muted his mic, muted mine, he went, can you stop being shit? Wow. And this was during the performance? During the performance? I can't really talk much, because I'm, I swear like a sailor, but, like, obviously, it just slips out sometimes, but when you're directly saying that to somebody, it's just like, why? And he's not even giving you justification there, he's just like, oh, you're making me look awful. It's like... Shut up. I was like, shut up for I stick your head down the bog. Yeah, that um, entire production should have been completely different. Gollum should have been on top. <laughs> he was, really. Was just, uh, nobody else knew, but he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of took the status in that scene. I had a lot of fun playing Gollum because I got to be as over the top as I wanted, as disgusting as I wanted to be. Because there was one scene where there was a mm -hmm. drip of sweat coming down my forehead and I literally ran my finger from the top of my forehead down to my tongue and I just licked the sweat off Ooh. in character. And this one kid just went, disgusting! <laughs> Kids are more often than not the best audience members. Even if they are trying to heckle you, they probably don't even realise they're doing it. It's hilarious. Well, you know where you stand when it's like a panto and stuff like that. Like, uh, if you're the villain, you're going to get the abuse. It's that kind of stuff. Hmm. But even in that retrospect, like... Divas shouldn't belong in any sort of creative production because they just bring everything down just by making it all about them and not about everyone else. 
So this is why I'm condemning divas. Yeah, and it shouldn't be that way, especially when the amount of work that you have to put in for any production, whether it's a low-budget film, a feature film, a big production on stage, or even like a small-scale touring production, you should never make it all about yourself. You have to work as a team, otherwise you're not going to give the best product possible to the audience. That's the thing, when I've conducted myself as a director, I've never tried to be above anybody. And whenever I've wanted them to do something, I'd ask them. I'd never tell them. That was out of respect, and I'd get the same respect back. I totally agree with you. Divas need to be rejected from the performing arts industry, and any industry in that matter. So, divas, get out! We are one for one on the Reject or Recall podcast. Mark, what is the second auditionee and why are you rejecting it from the industry? So this one's for people on the outside of the industry now. These are the people that tend to ask you stupid fucking questions, especially when you just open up in conversation like, oh, I'm an actor, I'm a singer or whatever. One question I used to get when I used to tell people I'm an actor, they go, are you acting right now? No, you're not an actual real human being. You're an actual rare breed of cabbage. No, not cabbage. I want to be a carrot. I don't understand people when they say that. It's like, are you acting right now? No, I'm just a figment of your imagination. Yeah, I say, you're on acid trip. I'm not really here. I'm actually in the <laughs> pub having ten pints. Yeah, people really baffle me at times. Like, And whatever they think of acting, they always think soap operas, don't they? They're like, they always say, oh, when am I going to see any EastEnders? This is like, true. One guy at my student union in um, Trinity, I think it was the year before you came, yeah. right? And uh, he already he already sorted my casting out straight off the bat. He said, I, I know you could play, right? I know you could play. You could play... Play uh, Phil Mitchell's long lost son. You look nothing like the man. Saying I'm fat, bald, and ugly. And you had a full head of hair then? Yes. I I, I used to style my hair then. (laughs) Any actor that drinks is able to play a Mitchell in EastEnders? I know they can say it as a joke. Okay, you bat it off. It's not really that funny anymore. But it's just one of those things that just keeps on going on and on and on. Sometimes they do generally say it just to make a conversation of something like they don't know what sort of actor you are they don't know if you're a theatre person a film person a radio presenter or anything like that do you think then people should take the time to actually ask different questions i think they should uh, like ask you about your background and like what's stuff because like you said there's more than one way to do acting there's voice acting there's stage acting there's film acting there's so many different platforms that you can't just generalize it into one like and people's idea of success is usually like uh, the west end or hollywood that kind of stuff everyone thinks like unless you're on this sort of like top tier level or like on a mainstream level then there's no in between there is the title of a job in performer I know loads of actors who do little acting gigs here and there, extra work on TV shows and everything, and then they're working another job, maybe as like um, waiter or somebody who pulls pints in a pub, works in retail, works as a delivery person. Just because you're not acting 100% of the time doesn't mean you're not an actor. Yeah. you got to make a living. Like. Has somebody ever said anything personal to you that has been a stupid question? Well, I, I've had the are you acting right now? one quite a lot especially with the soap operas mm-hmm. and stuff and it's, it's usually just the complete stupidity of it think before you ask a dumb question like that or at least educate yourself on a certain area yeah get me wrong i don't expect everyone to know a lot about industries like but because usually the reaction you get if uh, you say oh what do you do i'm an actor they go oh all right uh, 
They don't know what to say about it. That's not a real job, is it? No, no, what do you really do? (laughs) (laughs) I act. Oh, but I also play guitar. I also do music. I also do this little job. And then you get to, like, the little bit that they consider a normal job, like working in a pub or something like that. Oh, okay, so you're... You work in a pub. Yeah, but that's not my main job. That's not what I only do. Like, I don't I don't go there till one o'clock in the morning and then shrivel up and die at home. I, I do other stuff as well. They always ask the question straight away as well. You can tell they haven't thought about it. They have no filter and they just throw it at you. You can do other things in your time. Again, I can't make really any defences for this, so... The people who ask stupid questions to actors or the same old questions to performers is going in the bin. Right, get out! (laughs) Right then, we are two for two in this audition. Now, Mark, and i got to say, I feel like we're being quite harsh at the moment. It's nothing to do with harshness, it's just people need a good dose of reality. That is a fair point. So, with that being said, what is the third thing that you are going to reject from the business? And please tell us why. Well, the next one up is people who think you're a dancing monkey because you're an actor or performer. When I was growing up, like, I used to be able to do impressions. I used to do Boise from Only Fools or Jason Statham from Snatch and stuff like that. But as soon as people get wind that you could do certain things, they go, Oh, do something, do something, do do it now, do it now. I'm like, no, I'm having a pint with my mates, fuck off. Yeah, I completely agree. It's sort of like the mentality, like, for the A-list actors when they get approached. Like, oh, can I have a photo with you? Can I have your autograph? And, like, they're just out, like, for a meal with their family. Yeah, you don't want to do that with certain ones. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, if you approach Cameron Diaz, right, then for an autograph, she'll tell you it's pointless and lecture you on why she won't give it to you. A simple no would have been suffice. <laughs> When people find out you're a singer, they're like, oh, give us a tune. And I'm just like, oh, my God, is it really appropriate right now for where we are? Yeah, I'm I'm in a library reading an encyclopedia. I don't think I can belt out Big Spender for you. Exactly. And I've been on trains and, like, public transports and all that sort of thing. And then people have just, like, busted out into song. And I get it. Like, some people in the arts do like to do that and they haven't got a problem with it. But personally, I just think it's like, uh, there might be some people who are trying to sleep. But you don't do that with any other jobs, do you? You don't go to a brain surgeon. All right, open up my head then. Have a look. Oh, you're a gynecologist. Take a look at the wife. (laughs) Well, take the clothes off. Let's have a look. (laughs) I am a doctor. Relax. I'm a doctor. It's like, fuck off. All I could imagine was from Nightmare Before Christmas, you know, Dr. Finkelstein. Literally just opens up his head. It's like, oh, you want to see me do some surgery, do you? Just opens up his head. It's like, well, this is how this works. (laughs) 2020 and 2021 have been really weird years, so it wouldn't surprise me at this point. Another example with that is, like, I'm a professional wrestler. Well, like, on and off. Like, obviously, when there's no COVID or lockdown happening. It would be silly if somebody came up to me and says, Oh, what do you do in your spare time? Oh, I train as a pro wrestler. And then if they asked you to, say, do a body slam or a powerbomb. Yeah, powerbomb that person through a table. Uh, One, that's an old woman. And two, not the right time or place. Do you want to ask, like, an accountant? Okay, whip out a calculator and start um, doing stuff with numbers. Yeah, can you spell boobs in your calculator? Mark, don't joke about that. I mean, the fact is, they could probably work out the equation to get it. <laughs> so you can see what I mean. It you, you feel like you're hitting your head against the fucking wall with these people. I'm just like, I'm a normal person when I'm out enjoying myself. I'm only doing it for my job. Yeah, exactly. People think, like going back to the point you said all the time, it's like, are you acting right now? People expect you to say yes. I am acting right now because I have to do this 100% of my time 24-7. People are human beings and they want to distance themselves. Say now if you were playing 
a really intense role, like, I don't know, Richard III, for example, for, uh, by William Shakespeare. And you were taking on all this baggage for the role, like you were asked by the director to fill your head with these dark thoughts in order to pursue the villainy and the horrible acts that this character does. If you took that on with you, how would you feel? Well, I won't feel very good either. And in that play, he's physically deformed as well. Do you imagine if I walked around hunchbacked for the rest of the time when I'm not really? like? <laughs> well, I got to say, you've made some really good points about that. And it does infuriate me sometimes when people just expect you to, as you say, dance like a monkey, like when they jangle their keys in front of you. So yeah, the people who expect you to do the things on the spot, drop everything that you're doing for their own entertainment, get rejected. There's no recall about it. Get out of this audition room. You're out. Next. <laughs> well, you know, Mark, considering as this is the debut and the premiere episode of the Reject of the Recall podcast, I would like to ask you to do an encore. Now, no, I'm not going to be one of those people that asks you to do a song to entertain me. Would you give one more thing that you would like to reject from the arts industry? The fourth and final thing that I would like to reject today is... People who don't show respect when they're watching a piece of theatre. They leave their phone on loud and then they start having a loud conversation. You get these immature people who inappropriately laugh at serious parts. Or people who pick up their phone and film stuff when they've seen like several signs saying, Do not fucking film the play. Or an announcement before the play has even started and say, please switch off your mobile phones and no photos or videos during the performance. And they still do it. Thick fuckers. It was like when we were at Disneyland though, it said no selfie sticks on the fucking thing. As we were watching the illuminations in the night, this twat had a selfie stick. It's like some people think that the rules don't apply to them. I'm a very, very important person. I don't need to follow anything like rules. I will give you an example of something that absolutely wound me up was... Did you ever watch the film version of The Woman in Black with Daniel Radcliffe when it came out? Yes, I did. Nearly every other moment you had kids there shouting, You're a wizard, Harry! Expelliarmus! This isn't Harry Potter, you knobs. And also, people at the back of the, the cinema putting their hands in front of the projectors, so literally it's just like a shadow of their hands coming in front of the screen. I'm like, you absolute bellend. What the fuck were they thinking? I'd happily have thrown them out, you know. I've got I've got a security license, I can do it. I would love you to come and work at the theatre I work at and they let you just chuck people out. They say, you can't chuck me out. Well, he's got a license to. Well, you've been asked to leave and you're refusing. You're a trespasser <laughs> now, so... But this is uh, one story I'd like you to tell, if you wouldn't mind. Um, please tell us about the time that we saw Antigone at our university. Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, there's two twats behind us. We were sat there for about ten minutes looking at each other going, fucking kill him now. I'm going to fucking kill him now. I, I don't know the play Antigone, right? But I knew one of our friends was on there, Stuart, and he was, I think he's playing the blind prophet, wasn't he? Like, and he was saying a monologue. So as that's happening, these two idiots behind us start giggling like little schoolgirls. Now, I refrain from saying anything from this point because I'm looking... Right, is there anything unintentionally funny on the stage happening? Are they have they seen something I haven't? Yeah, sometimes that can happen. Like literally someone's costume might have ripped or there's like something that's just rolled onto a stage, like I don't know, something that shouldn't be there, and it's just like you can't help but laugh at it. Like, trust me, everyone's done it. There was literally nothing in that moment, was there, that was that caused laughter. Nothing at all. And then after 
we were looking at each other for a few minutes. I just got fed up. I turned back behind and I said, do you fucking mind? And they went, sorry. I went, show some fucking respect. And the, the funniest thing about that is you had people congratulating you during the interval. Loads of people <laughs> shook my hand for telling those twats to shut the fuck up. But saying that intentional disrespect and that kind of stuff, it really riles me up and it's just no need for it. I totally agree with you, and I just don't understand why people... Like, okay, like, obviously we don't know what the situation was, we don't know what they were laughing about. If they couldn't control their laughter, then you take yourself out of the theatre, in my opinion. Like, if there was something you were uncontrollably laughing about, I would like to think I'd be considerate to everyone else watching and to the performers to leave the theatre and just be like, wait until I calm down. That would be the sensible thing to do. To back up your point, this is something slightly different but it sort of applies here i absolutely despise it when i go to see a musical theater performance and then i have people behind me singing every single song and i didn't pay to hear them sing a lot of the time they can't fucking sing can't they I went to see Wicked when I was about 18, I think it was. Uh, my mum had bought me tickets for my birthday, so we went up to London to see the show. And we were really excited, really enjoying it. But literally every other song, you had these three American girls behind us just singing every line. And I'm just like, I could feel my blood boiling. And I'm just like, rise above it, rise above it, don't do anything. Nothing happened. The ushers didn't do anything and i'm just like why is no one doing anything about this i wish i just embodied my inner mark and just i turned around to him and just said do you fucking mind just give him the devil stare but to think like you've paid all that money and it's just like i'm hearing amateurs on karaoke do it yeah it's like especially it's probably defying gravity they were singing along to as well like no, there's a reason that woman's playing alphabet because she can hit the fucking notes yeah exactly it's like i want to be mesmerized by this scene by this wonderful actress who's singing this belter of a song and not listening to <clears throat> like i understand you are fans of the show but you can sing the cd in your own time yeah airy inconsiderate fuckwits but again like going back to the overall point disrespect in the theater is just be more considerate for the people who are on stage don't sit there and just laugh at random things when it's not even funny or that has nothing to do with the performance. Don't record on your phones. Don't sing along to bloody songs when you're not the one paid to sing in the musical. Still not over that. And it's been like, what, 10 years? Well, yeah, it ruins your experience, doesn't it? Exactly. And I'm just thinking, why should I have to go up and pay to see it again when these people ruin it for you? I'd say weed them out and probably take something to shut everyone up. <laughs> yeah. But in the context of our universe of the Reject or Recall podcast, disrespect is getting rejected to the deepest part of the stage and is never coming back. <laughs> well, I have to say, Mark, thank you so much for coming on to the show, especially for the first episode. And again, I apologize for the technical difficulties that we had to redo this. But I'm actually not going to tell Mark that I did it deliberately because I wanted to see his face again. You what? Uh, 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 how quickly the weather. <laughs> turn me back into a clock. Turn me back into a clock. <laughs> <laughs> One of the only good things of that entire film. But we might get into that in another episode. <laughs> but again, thank you so much for coming on to this episode, Mark. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Now, you yourself are an actor, musician, writer. Is there anything that you would like to plug on this episode today. 
Well, I release videos every Wednesday for Mark My Words podcast, so definitely tune in. I'm also starting to do video podcasts as well to kind of try a different dynamic, so definitely check them out. I've also got just audio ones, but I'm going to head head into the video aspect, so make sure you like, subscribe, and share. Thank you very much for that, Mark. And I will be putting links to all of those places that you just mentioned then on the social media pages at Reject or Recall. And thank you all so much for tuning into the debut episode of the Reject or Recall podcast. I cannot thank you enough for taking the time out of your days to do so. And remember, if you did enjoy this episode, please remember to check us out on social media, share it with a friend, and make sure everybody knows that there will be a new episode every Monday afternoon on Podbean and other places where you can get your podcasts. Until next time, guys, stay safe and hope you're all doing well during this lockdown. And remember, when in doubt, jazz hands!